Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me. If you're new, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. You did not get here by mistake. Um, and if you, you're you a returning um, listener and you've been listening for a while, thank you for just supporting me um, and using this time to invest in your soul. Um, Refreshing the Soul podcast has changed. It used to be a weekly reoccurring um, podcast where I would upload an episode every Monday. Um, but toward the end of last year, God changed it and turned into a different direction of where um, I just knew it would be, um, you know, whenever it would be random, whenever God gives me something or puts on my heart to say to you, that's when I'm releasing the episode. So um, it's been, it's definitely been a transition for me. And I pray that you all have been checking in with your soul. You have been um, pouring into yourself with the word of God, feeding yourself with the word of God spending that time with him, taking care of you so that you can take care of others and all the things that God has called you to do. Um, it's not about a person. It's not about a podcast. It's not about a sermon or a message that you get from people or or YouTube or all the things, the resources that we have, but it's about the true source, the one source. My job is just to direct you to the source. So even if I'm not showing up every single month, Monday. You're not hearing from me every Monday. You have access to the one who knows all, the one who loves you like no other, the one who cares for you, who wants you to be refreshed, who wants you to be filled, who wants you to be healed. Um, so just remember not to be dependent on a person, not to be dependent on the resources that God gives, but to be dependent on him. So no matter who comes and who goes, he will always be there for you. Okay. All right. Well, I have missed you. I miss you dearly. I, um, I enjoy the time of, you know, being able to, you know, spend time with my family and do the other things, you know, that my mind now has a little bit more free space to do, but I do enjoy, um, speaking to the ear of your soul. I do enjoy, um, sharing the things that's going on with me and what God is showing me and what he, what I'm learning as I walk with him. I do do enjoy sharing that. Um, it's fulfilling. It's, it fills me. So I just want you to know, I do miss you and I do, um, just miss speaking into your soul. So I'm excited to be back, um, this month and to share a little bit with you. If you did miss last month, you got to go check it out. I honestly, I think I uploaded it early this month, honestly, for New Year's, I guess, in a way, but we recorded it in December. Um, it was me and my family. Um, we did a video, but I, tra I did um, tr translate it into a 
a podcast episode. I, I don't know if that's the correct way of saying it, but you can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, um, where we just talked about the the goals that we have for this year individually and as a family, um, spiritually. Um, and it was really, it was really fun. It was really cool to have my three kids and my husband a part of um, the conversation. And who knows, maybe they'll be back. Um, but if you missed it, go back and check it out. I think it's called a hol- uh, a holiday with the Hardens, um, a holiday special with the Hardens. Um, but for today, as we normally start, I do want to ask you, have you checked in with your, with your soul? Have you done a soul check? Meaning, how are you? How are you really? You know how people sometimes ask, hey, how are you doing? And you just, and you just say, oh, I'm good. But really, you're not good. <laughs> I had someone ask me that one time. And I and they asked me a second time. Oh, how are you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And oh, yeah. So, but how how are you? You know, are you? And I, I don't know if they asked me twice or if it was the way they asked me that really pierced my soul in a way to be honest and really feel it and think about it. Um, and it was during the time my kids were going through a transition, a transition from one school to another. And it was kind of a lot on me too. It was a transition for me as well. Different curriculum, different, um, just a whole different atmosphere for them. And some things that I had to get adjusted to as well as my kids. And I didn't realize how much of a toll it was taken on me until someone asked me, Um, how was I doing with it? And I almost came to tears (laughs) when they asked me and I can laugh about it now because this is, it's funny because I, I tell you to check in with yourself, checking with yourself. And though I check in with myself, sometimes, um, we need to go deeper. We need to sit a little longer. We need to be honest and not just take these, these surface level things that some things that we're, we're constantly thinking about. Sometimes there's some things just deep that we just, um, we have just accepted and say, you know what, this is the way it is. This is the way life is. I'm happy. I just have to push through. I have to ride the waves and, and really it's affecting you. It's affecting you and you, you're just telling yourself, I'm okay. Or you're telling yourself, you know, I just got to get through it. And I just want you to take a moment and be honest. Like, are there anything, is there anything that you have been just um, tucking away or stuffing down and say, and saying, you know, I, I, I'll get through this. I'll, I'll deal with this later. Or this is just what it takes. Um, I'll be fine. You know, it'll get better soon. Let's bring that up to the surface right now and let's lay it before God and let's give that to him. Let me just say a prayer over you right now. I feel um, I should pray for someone right here. God, thank you. Thank you for seeing us right now, right where we're at. You see the things we've been stuffing down, the things we have overlooked or haven't given so much attention to, but you, you've been giving it attention, you know, and you see how it's affecting us. God, would you help us see what you see? Help us tend to ourselves the way that we should show us how to care for ourselves and in the, in the way that you, you want us to God, 
Help us to be honest about the things that we don't feel good about, the things that do bother us, but that we think that, you know, maybe it'll go away or it'll get better or, you know, it's not even that important. God, we want to be honest. We want to, we want to admit it does hurt and we do hope for it to be better, but maybe we just don't know how. Maybe we've put in all the weight on our shoulders. Father, I lift up my sister and I lift up me as well. Father, your word says that if we are heavy, if we are weary, we can come to you and you will give us rest. So we come to you right now for your rest, God. We come to you right now for your yoke. Your yoke is easy. Your yoke is light. You say that you are gentle. God, for some of those who have not been gentle with themselves, Father, we just pray, I just pray right now that they learn to be gentle with themselves. But they, they just feel your gentleness right now your attention to their soul right now. Your word says you will perfect everything that concerns us. Even the things that we may not even know that's concerning us, you care. Father, send some, someone along our path to ask us, how are you doing with this? How is this going? To shine a light on the thing that we may not even know that's affecting us, God. And I pray as it come to light that we do whatever we need to do to care for our soul, whether we got to cry it out, cry it out to someone or cry it out to you, whether we just need to hear somebody say, you know, I'm going to pray for you or you got this or you're not alone. God, I just pray that with every um, with every concern that there is an encouragement that's met, that there is your truth that's met with it, God. And I pray in this episode today that they feel your encouragement, that they feel strengthened um, to continue to um, journey through this life with you, knowing they are not doing it alone. There is no way you would leave them alone to do life by themselves. I thank you, God, that every word is going to drop on good soil today and they will produce a harvest and they will see a harvest of peace in their soul. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So what's on my heart to talk about today is Breaking the cycle of seeking approval. And uh, some of you may already say, hey, you know what? I know I deal with that. I deal with seeking approval. And maybe you're working on it. That's awesome. That's great because it is a work. It is a process. It is a journey. <laughs> and maybe you're listening like, I don't think I deal with that. I would say just hold on. L listen, be open. We may not 
um, fully admit sometimes or, or, or we're not fully aware that we may, um, deal with some things because we don't, we we're just so used to being us. We're so used to doing what we do, or we have made our own excuse or reason for why we do things. And I just want in this episode one, for you to get understanding of what it is to even seek approval. And two, I want you to, um, understand why you do it and, um, how can we begin to break that cycle? Okay. So one first, let's just start with the word approval. Approval is the belief something or someone is good enough or acceptable. All right. When I read that, uh, when I read that definition, the belief of something or someone is good enough or acceptable immediately what stood out to me was good enough. And sometimes I know we can struggle with, are we good enough? Are we good enough? And if, or, or, or is what I'm doing good enough? Am I a good enough wife? Does my husband see all that I do and all that I am? Is it good enough for him? Um, am I good enough on my job? Is the work that I'm doing good enough? Is what I bring it? Is it good enough? Is it up up to par, up to a standard um, to someone else, right? Um, that's approval. Now, to seek approval is to ask for others to accept who they are or what they've done. So to seek it, to seek it out through other people is to um, ask for others to accept is what I'm doing good enough, for you? Is it acceptable for you? And act, when we ask someone, we're not always asking the question, is this good enough? Sometimes it can, it can look like you people pleasing. You're asking in a way of um, saying yes to everything when you should be saying no, because somewhere in it, you're seeking acceptance. So if I do this and this and this and this and that and that and that and that, I'll have approval. I have acceptance and I'll know from the smile on your face that you're pleased with me, that what I did was good. What I did was good enough. Sometimes we go over and beyond because we are looking for acceptance or approval that, okay, if I do more than enough, if I do more than what you're asking, I will get that good job, Shawanda. Great work. Oh, excellent. And that just kind of gives you this temporary satisfaction of feeling approved and good and good enough in that moment. The issue with seeking approval, it is for a moment. Then it'll be on to the next thing of where you're seeking approval out of the next task, the next project, the next moment you're with them, the next conversation. You're, it's, a, it's a cycle. So that's why it's called breaking the cycle of seeking approval. And so um, I kind of start talking about what it looks like. Um, and I just want to mention a couple more things that I found. I read this article called um, Approval Seeking Behavior, Signs, Causes, and How to Heal. So I got some information from that article. If you want to go look it up, just go look it up again. It's called Approval Seeking Behavior, Signs, Causes, and How to Heal. And some things they mentioned, like I said already, people pleasing, also hard to say no. This is what I'm saying. Um, be on, or, or to be honest with each other, be, or to be honest with others. Sometimes it's hard for us to be honest, whether it's saying no or saying how you feel on something, or if you disagree with something, um, if you disagree with maybe how something looks 
or how how someone else did something but you again you don't you want uh, the approval you want the acceptance you do so you don't want to do anything that's going to cause any friction or confrontation you want to keep that um you want to keep that that person comfortable so they um, are still accepting you. You don't want to put anything in between you that's going to cause them to disapprove or not accept you. So sometimes it may be where it's difficult to be honest or you're not honest at all with people about your true feelings, your true your 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 perspective or just honesty period. Um also the the article mentions hard to make decisions without getting others opinion. Um, sometimes the things that we, we can be very indecisive, it's hard for us to choose something because we're afraid if we choose the wrong thing, what, um, and it's not what someone else thinks is good or whatnot, we won't be accepted or it'll cause that it'll cause us to look a certain way. Um, it kind of goes into the next one, feeling sad, happy, guilty, or anxious, depending on whether others approve of you. So if someone smiles at the good job you've done, the paper they just read, for instance, that you've just written, it's like, oh, they're happy. I'm happy. You know, they, they, they're happy with what I did. I'm happy with what I did. Versus just, you know, hey, you know what? I know I did a good job on this paper, this project, and I'm happy with what I did. However, this person takes it or whatnot, that's not dependent on my happiness and my contentment with what I did, the job I did. But when we're seeking approval from others, we're waiting on permission to be okay with things. If someone is feeling um, sad or feeling um um, anxious or, or, or if we're, we're feeling sad or anxious or guilty, um, because of other people not approving or, 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 um, accepting us in a way it's all dependent on them. Like our feelings are all dependent on them. That is a sign of an approval seeking behavior. Um, also seeking excessive reassurance that you've done or you're doing the right thing. Also feeling unconfident about decisions you've made. Kind of like I was saying um, earlier about it's, sometimes it's hard for us to make those decisions without others. And then the decision that you do make without others, you don't feel confident that you made the right one. Um, so you, 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 again, that leads you back to you're anxious, depending on how the people, how someone else is going to view it or how they're going to respond. You're anxious. And then if they're happy and they're good with it, then you're good with it. Um, two more rejecting opportunities or experiences because you worry whether others will approve. So some things you're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to take this job because I know that, my, my parents won't like it. Or I know my friends that think that I'm doing too much. I'm getting paid too much. And I don't want them to not be my friends. I don't want to make it look like I'm, you know, just doing, rejecting things that could actually be beneficial for you or something that you actually want because you worry about what other people are going to say about it. Um, lastly, feeling ashamed if someone questions or dislikes your work or decisions. So that goes back to why we feel um, why we feel like it's hard to make decisions, because then if they do dislike it, we feel ashamed versus like if we were good, if we were we felt like we did a great job on something that we did um, 
if someone comes in and dislike it, okay, well, I got to change it. So we'll let, we'll get into that. But these are some behavioral um, signs that you may um, have an issue with seeking approval from others. And so um, I do, I put here, I said that we look for approval from others, mostly because we haven't accepted ourselves. A lot of times we do, we look for approval from others because there's something in us that we haven't accepted ourselves. And, um, when we, when we, so when we come to a place where we accept ourselves, um, that, that, that's almost a foundation for the decisions we make, the honesty that we have with each other. All of that is based off of, Hey, I'm because this is who I am and I'm good with myself. And if someone doesn't like it, that's okay. It doesn't shake the foundation of me, the identity with me. So approval seeking people have usually have an issue with how they see themselves, how they see themselves and getting settled within themselves. Um, I would be, I would be honest, like this is something that I do believe that I have dealt with and I've asked the Lord to help me work through. Um, I see it pop up in different ways. Um, one way is the feeling unconfident about the decisions I made. So for me, I rather take instructions on, on, on certain things that I'm not, especially if I don't feel very proficient in it or which is fine. There's nothing wrong with getting feedback, asking questions, but I noticed that I will do it though to prevent from doing getting something wrong, to prevent from it not turning out the way that someone wants it. And because I don't want the feeling of what that's going to feel, I don't want to feel guilty because I did something wrong or I just versus, you know what, let me put forth my best effort and do the best that I can. And if you don't like it, then okay, let's change it. But that part where we try to, do things to prevent that friction that's where you get into approval seeking seeking and that that part in the middle i, I would say right here I, there's a, a a quote from Sh, um, shana feeble i hope i'm um, pronouncing it correctly but it says someone seeking approval puts the power in other people's hands Someone seeking approval puts the power in other people's hands. They allow other people to make them feel happy, sad, guilty, and so on. And Shana Feeble, I believe, she's a psychiatrist. And what she said is just, it, it resonated with me because it's saying that, it's saying that I'm giving you the power to um, make me feel a certain way. Now, and it's true, I'm saying that, it's up to you on how you react and how you respond. That's going to determine if I'm going to feel happy or sad or whatnot about, about what I did or, or who I am. And number one, n- number one, we have to understand that um, no man created us. No creation did not create itself. So creation does not have the power to tell you who you are or to approve who you are. They didn't make you. And as easy as I know that is being that said, I know that this this cycle that we can we can deal with is deep is is deep. It can run deep and it can be a process to really um work out of us. So I'm not saying that in a 
place of not understanding that this this requires some work and it can be uncomfortable you know it can be hard sometimes facing hey I need to say no here or I I I don't know how well this is going to look and I, I rather check all the boxes and you know, dot all the, uh, all the I's and cross all the T's before I even, you know, it, it can lead to that. I understand that perfectionism, um, that it can lead to and to undo those things. It takes time and it takes work, but I need you to understand that what you're doing is you're putting the power of how you feel into someone else's hands. You're saying, I'm giving you the power to, allow you to make me feel a certain way and no one should have that type of power over you god doesn't even manipulate our feelings that way our feelings are our own and we have a choice on how we choose to feel about something and i'm using a very basic example of just working on a project or working on something for someone and you feel good about it how do you feel about it? Sometimes we can get so lost in not knowing who we are that it's hard for us to even have an opinion about what what we like and what looks good and what, you know, how do, how do we see things? And we got to get to a place where it's like, wait a minute, is this good enough for me? Is this, did I do good? Do I, did I feel like I did good? Okay, then that's what matters. Um, and I want us to, we're going to get to how we're going to um, start breaking this cycle. But I just want you to understand right there, just even from that quote, that um, when we seek approval from others, we're putting power into someone else's hands to um, allow them to make us feel happy, sad, guilty, or whatever. Okay? So why do we do this? What? Where does this come from? Like, why... Why do we have this issue of seeking approval um, from others? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, in the article and just actually some things that I kind of just known about myself um, as I was reading the article, I was like, oh, it's in an article too. So you can read this article as well. But some of this stuff is from me um, um, as well. But it says, why do we do it? Well, childhood experiences may influence why um, maybe you were bullied um, or maybe you were abused or you could have been emotionally neglected or maybe you had a dismissive parent. Usually when a child even grows up in a home, I say usually, but um, children, you know, when you're a child, there's this there's there is an age where um, they say after this certain age, usually what that child has like adopted or learned, like it's kind of been ingrained in them. And those are the years to really like, um, um, get information into them, train them. I mean, of course they need training throughout their whole, whole years, but there are certain, um, years that really are meaningful in a child's life. And whether it's through those years or throughout your entire childhood, you, there could have been, um, a, a parent who was dismissive, who didn't show you much attention, who didn't really tell you you're beautiful and who didn't tell you you're kind or you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a leader there. You are special. Maybe someone didn't, maybe your parent didn't parent or guardian didn't speak into you and didn't tell you who you are. So you didn't know you just, you just learned, um, what was 
if you did something good by the smile on their face, um, you just learned if, okay, this makes me good because they smile or because they clapped or because they didn't yell this time, you know, or this means I'm doing something bad because I'm, I get abused. And so that I won't get abused to protect myself, I let me try to do this. Let me walk on eggshells. Let me not say what I want. Some people have been abused just over saying, "Hey, I'm hungry," and and their parents probably was irritated or 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 whatever was going on in their lives. And any little thing they asked for, they could have gotten hit for or yelled at. And so it taught it taught them or taught you to not be honest and to only say certain things so that you wouldn't get hurt. So really when we seek approval in a way, we're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to protect ourselves, the part of us, the fragile part, the real parts of us from getting hurt. There is a real authentic version of you that somewhere along the way showed up and was true in its nature and true in its form and it was hurt because someone didn't know how to treat and love you um they didn't know how to speak into you or they them too didn't accept something about themselves and we took it on as something that was wrong with us and because of that we try to protect that part so we do all the other things to prevent from someone responding in a way that's going to hurt that girl that's going to hurt that part of you. And so I, I just pray right now that you, you receive healing, you receive healing in that area. And, and which again, it's a journey. You're probably already working on it, aware of it. Um, but it's good for this to just have some understanding of why, where does this come from? Why do I do this? Because I'm fearing being punished. I'm fearing that me being wrong is going to lead to some type of punishment, abuse, neglect. It's going to lead to that abandonment again. Maybe someone left or someone walked out when something happened, um, but or feeling or fear of being alone. So that's why we seek that approval. We seek um, being accepted because really we want to be wanted. We want to know that you want us. We want to know that you love us because of that thing may have been missing um before and we have blamed ourselves we have took it upon ourselves to say it's my fault that people don't love me it's my fault that people don't want me it's my fault that I keep being alone and I'm not in this relationship it's my fault my fault why people leave me and so in order for um, me to feel wanted, to feel loved, to feel like people wants to be want to be my friend or be around me, I have to do X, Y, and Z. I have to do this, this, and that. So seeking approval, also, it just tells me that it, it comes from a place of making yourself the sole responsibility of people's responses towards you. And really, the way that someone responds is their choice, is their responsibility. And I am sorry if people have um, responded in a way towards you that has now trained you to believe that you are a problem. You are a person. You are a human being. You were meant to be loved. You were meant to, to feel belonged. You were meant to feel protected. So there's nothing wrong with you. Those basic needs are a basic needs of a person. 
and somewhere along the line, maybe it was not met in the proper way. And so we try to get it in a different way. But here, I believe God, I, here, I'm, I'm not going to say I believe, but I know that God wants us to live free. He wants us to live and know who we are without having to seek it, without having to lie and, and, and silence ourselves without feeling fear, without doing things from out of a fear place, because seeking approval is the motivation behind it. The root underneath has something to do with fear. So we can do all those things saying yes to this and yes to that. You can still do that, but God wants you to do it from a place of you want to serve you, 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 you know, this is what he's called you to do. You're, you're a, a pure heart of, yes, I, I, I would, I would love to help here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, this is something that I, um, I know God has called me to do or whatever it is. It's just, it's the, it's the heart posture, the motivation behind what we're, what we're doing and what we're saying. Um, so I believe God wants that part of us, um, to be refreshed, that part of our soul to be refreshed. So how do we break the cycle? Okay. So for one, one, I'm going to tell you, you, you have to become soul aware, become soul aware. One, we, we can't, we can no longer just want keep going through life, tucking and stuffing stuff away, grazing over the things that is tri triggering us and not coming back and saying, Okay, why did I respond this way? What am I feeling? Kind of like with that soul check in. So becoming soul aware is I want you to identify the situations when you are seeking approval, like write it down, pay attention to your days, pay attention to your conversations, pay attention to um, the situations that you are in where you see the things that I mentioned earlier, where you feel like uh, I'm, I'm not being honest. I'm not being honest. I want to say no. And right now it's really difficult for me to say no. Identify those situations. What is going on? What What is being asked? Okay. You, it's hard for you to say no. Let's just take that. Okay. Next, I want you to get to the root of the fear. What are you afraid that saying no would do? Like get to the root of what am I afraid of? What are you, what are you afraid? How they're going to respond? What they're going to say? How they're going to act? Well, next thing I want you to do, I want you to walk out that fear, meaning let's just walk through it. What if they do say something? What if they do say something you, you, you're, you're afraid to hear? What if they do say, well, I thought you would, you were going to say that or, oh man, oh, I'm sorry. What if they were like, man, I thought you were going to um, be here. You're not going to show up. Like, how could you not do that? Or how could you do that? It's the last minute, whatever. What, what is it that you fear them saying or how they're going to respond. And let's say that happens. Let, let's walk out the fear. See, fear wants to paralyze you and not even get you to even think through the whole, the whole situation. Okay. Let's say it does happen and they do respond that way. All right. Now what, how are you going to, how would you respond to that? How would you respond to it? Sometimes we got to put ourselves on the other side of the situation. All right. Because then it diminishes the fear. It makes it more of a reality of, oh, I actually couldn't, can do that, deal with this. Well, if they say that, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry. That is last minute. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish that I could have been there or whatever. And, um, you know, but it's still no, like we, we can't sit here in isolation and fear of what, 
may happen. Let's say it happens. Walk out the fear. One of the things for me is um, difficulty in making decisions um, on my own with um without the input of other, others because i'm like i don't know if they're gonna like this i don't know how to respond to this and so um and and if i and if i'm the only one that's accountable for it then i'm the one who's only going to get in trouble or i'm the only one who's going to be wrong and so it's really like this fear there of being wrong okay well what if i am wrong well and th- someone doesn't like it well I had to tell myself, you know, it's okay if they don't like it. I can always make an adjustment. I can always change it. I could always do it over. It's okay. It doesn't mean that they don't like me. See, we seek approval and fear that what, that really we're not going to be approved and we're not going to be liked and we're, we're, we're wrong. And we, so we attach we attach all we attach the fear of the way someone's going to respond to our identity it doesn't change who you are and if someone chooses not to like you over something that's honest that came from you pure from, then that guess what that is okay that person truly isn't for you if you can't accept my honesty if you no longer like the person that I am, now it's one thing to not like what I said or like what I've done. But if you no longer like me because of that, then I'm not for you. And some and sometimes we got to be okay that everyone is not for us. Do you really want the people in your circle to be people who are not really for you, but they're really for your for themselves, for you to say yes to everything? They're only good when you are are, are are around them saying what they want to hear? Do you really want people like that in your circle? Some of us need to, <laughs> wow. Some of us need to have some people not approve some things, not accept you because we need to learn to be okay, that it is okay that not everyone accept me. My God, he accepts me. He knows me. He loves me. Psalms 23 and four. When I'm talking about walking out this fear, I thought about David and what he says here. Psalms 23 and four. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Wow. He's like, I'm not going to to walk away. I'm not going to walk in circles and I know I can't walk around this. I have to go through the thing that even that looks dark, that looks scary. I'm going to face it because why? I know you're beside me. I know that you are with me. So I'm not going to be afraid. God doesn't want us to be afraid. He doesn't want us to walk in fear. He's saying, face it. Okay. If they, if they don't like what you did, okay. If, if they don't like, if you say no, face it, face the outcome of it. Don't be afraid. He is with you and he is your protector. The second thing I say, um, how to break this cycle of seeking approval, pray about it, pray about it. 
not just when you become soul aware and you're in the situation and you're, and you're like, God, what do I do here? There's nothing wrong with that. But seek God now before things come up. Talk to him now and say, God, I notice that I have a problem. I care too much of what other people say about me, how they feel about me. And I notice that it affects me. That I'm happy when people are happy. That I feel guilty if they don't like this and if I do this, if I do something wrong. Like I want to live in peace. I want to walk in freedom. God, I want to be free from this, but I know that I need your way to break this. And be open to what he says. So you're going to pray about it. Because right now I can give you step one, two, three, four, five, six of how God has did it for me. But you need to hear how God wants to do it for you. You need to hear where does he want you to start. You need to see for yourself the journey that God wants to take you on. We all have our own paths and yours may look different from mine. He may say, hey, you need to go and and seek a therapist or a faith-based counselor. He may lead you to that, where someone who can keep you accountable and you can talk it out with. He may he may lead you to some confessions some in your word that you may read. I mean, God has so many different ways of revealing um, the things that he wants us to meditate on, the things that he wants us to read, even a Bible study. Um, God showed me, he wanted me to read a Bible, re- want me to read Luke. And uh, when I was asking for, um, you know, God to fill me, Lord, I feel empty. I feel drained. I need you. What do I, what, what can I have? What, what is your way right now? God, of, for me to be full, I can go do all these things, but what, you know, my soul, you know what I need. And he showed me that he wanted me to read Luke. I heard Luke like three times in a day. literally the same day, like three times in a day. I'm like, okay, I'm reading Luke and I'm still reading Luke by the way. And I am full. You guys, I'm full. God, he knows exactly what you need. Pray about it. Ask him, what is his way when it comes to breaking the cycle of seeking approval? And lastly, I'm going to tell you, be obedient, be obedient to what God tells you to do. The healing is in the journey and in the obedience. Be obedient. When we are obedient to the Holy Spirit, we disrupt the cycle our flesh is used to taking. Whether it's right in the moment of you responding to a text and Holy Spirit says, tell the truth, say no. Holy Spirit says, be quiet. Don't respond yet. Call and say it. Or Holy Spirit says, do the project. Don't ask. Don't ask for all the little details. Do what, do what, what, what comes out of your heart. Just do it and send it. Be obedient to whatever he tells you to do. Read the Bible study. Make the confessions. Seek a a, a counselor. Be obedient because there's healing in the in the obedience and there's healing in the journey. Um, well, that is all that I have for you. I do want to end with my hiding place and my hiding place is just the secret intimate place where you can spend time with God for the rest of this week. 
I have a song um, to give you as well as confessions. I love confessing um, God's word over my soul. And so I like to put it into my hiding place. It's our time with God. So when you're reading your word, you can start with these confessions. You can end with these confessions. This song, you can listen to this song. It's a beautiful song. Um, it's called More Like Jesus. And it's by One Voice, I-N-T Music, um, More Like Jesus. And um, I'm just going to read the chorus lyrics for you. Um, it says, Holy Spirit, make me more like Jesus. Every day, a little more like Jesus. Crucify my flesh with yours, that my new life might be secured. Everything I do, done so I can honor you. Resurrect me, sanctify me, make me into your image. Make me more like Jesus, more of you and less of me. And I believe that's what he wants to do. He wants to make you more like him. It takes the Holy Spirit. Um, it takes us um, admitting, God, I want to be more like you, less of this person that likes to seek approval. Crucify my flesh, the part of my flesh that keeps wanting to live um, by making these cycles that keeps wanting to be satisfied by repeating these same cycles of seeking approval. God, crucify it. I like that it says every day, a little more like Jesus. This is a journey day by day. My sister, it takes time. You will get there. You will begin to see the result. Be patient, but continue to one, become soul aware, pray about it and be obedient. All right, let's take a moment for um, some confessions for our soul. All right, repeat after me. I will walk through and face what looks scary. For God is with me and my protector. I will seek him for his way to my freedom. I will be obedient to his instructions. I will become secure in my identity in him. I will become more like Jesus. All right. I love you guys. Until next time. Bye. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, you want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.